Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, Cordell, so listen, there's a lot of bad things that we could say about um, the Ravens at two and two, right? Uh, they can't finish games. They they can't find a way to put together a solid performance. The offense does this, and then the defense, you know, finds a way to mess it up for them. The defense does this, and then the offense can't score no points. No, like, they can't just, like, have one complete game where everybody's in sync at the same time to find a way to close these big games against opponents that they quite clearly were were well up on, right? Mm -hmm. But let's try to find some silver lining in this. Um, What is it? about this team that you feel like even though they've struggled in certain areas maybe they've trended up or do you feel like they haven't trended up and that this is we're just doomed and we're gonna be like well can't say 500 anymore because of 17 games but like some nine and eight eight and nine team are we doomed or do you feel like there's some silver linings that you're learning as we're going you know week to week uh in terms of improvement 
Well, I, I predicted that they would be a 10 and 17 this year. Um, and I thought that when we got to week 18 and they have to go to Cincinnati, I felt like that game would be for the division. And ultimately, I felt like they'd lose. Um, I still think that this is a playoff team. Uh, but are they uh, are they running the risk of being the typical Ravens team that we've seen over the last few years where they're a playoff team, but they're basically one and done? I think so. I think it's look, it's trending in that direction right now. I mean, and I guess you could take that as a positive making the playoffs. That's a positive, but you know, I think that that story is kind of worn out here in Baltimore as far as the Ravens being going to the playoffs and losing in their first uh their first game. Um I try to the, the positive here in this two and two start, they've only trailed for 14 seconds this season. You know, uh, in their in yeah. the in the two losses, they've only trailed for fourteen seconds. So, take that as for what you will. They 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 dominated the game, or not even dominated, but they've had the lead for most of these games, and for whatever reason, they just have not been able to close it out. Yeah. Another positive, you do have Lamar Jackson, and I understand Lamar is coming off his worst game of the season. Yeah. Uh, but it's still Lamar Jackson, still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, still one of the best players in the league. I still think Lamar is in the MVP race right now, but that game against the buff against the bills uh, clearly was not his best game of the season. Um, I don't know how many more positives I can name right, <laughs> right now. Uh, as far as this, well, they're getting healthier, you know, you, I think yeah. there's solace in that they're getting healthier right now. JK Dobbins is trending up. Ronnie Stanley looks, I mean, I'm thinking that this is going to be the week, and I ha and I know we got to be careful. When oh, oh, sh why do you think that, friend? What has given you the inkling that this, this is man week. is going to come back this week? Because I give me that 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 feeling. Because I want well, that feeling. You know, I've been I've been pessimistic about it really all season about when we see Ronnie. To this point, I have not said I think this is going to be the week that we see Ronnie. To 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 that point, so. I, I'm feeling more optimistic just because I'm kind of using the 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 uh, pattern that J.K. Dobbins was on where he had to log two full weeks of uh, full participants in practice. Uh, Stanley didn't do that last week. I get it because he didn't practice Friday, but Wednesday and Thursday, Stanley was full participants in practice. Mm -hmm. I think Friday was kind of that rest day. Now, obviously, this week will be telling what his – what he looks like in practice this week, how much he's able to practice. If he can put together a full week of practice this week, and I think the big key will be whether or not he practices on Friday. I wouldn't even be shocked if he's a limited participant on Friday because that's okay. just going to – they want to – I think that they still are on this competitive advantage stuff, and it would not shock me if he's a limited participant in practice just – to leave the question marks in the air because if he's a full participant all week it'll kind of be like okay he's most likely going to play but if he's a if he's a limited it's it's still up in the air um but i i would just have to believe you know that he's talking last week and he's talking about how good he's feeling and how he thinks he can go he can play even better than he did his all pro year and how you know he he wants so he has so much to prove and he's ready to do it. And if that's what you want to say, man, I got to see it. And <laughs> it's like, how much longer can we wait? I think we're out of excuses at this point. I think exactly. we're out of excuses. 
I exactly. think the species expired last week. And it's like, we're in that now or never phase. And I yeah. think if he doesn't play this week, I, I think it's really in that territory of like, okay, are we just not going to see Ronnie Stanley this year? And I'm, I've been trying not to overreact. But that's, I don't think that that's an overreaction. Pup. I don't consider that to be an no, overreaction. No, it's not. You know, yeah, I mean, they didn't put him on pup. It's yeah. like okay, and he missed the first exactly. full week. So which they probably should have, right? Like at this point, right. like maybe you should. If he doesn't play week five, maybe you should have put him on pup because then that way we we are not having this conversation every week from from the time right. that he started practicing right before week one to week five, wondering what day he's coming back. Right. Yeah, and then that way, that way, the four weeks is off the table. Then right. you got the 21 day grace period right. of, of, of practicing. Now, I get that they I get that the I get why they didn't, because right. they wanted him to get the valuable reps in during training right. camp. Get it. Or Well, he came at the end of training camp, obviously. Right. But I get it. Right. But it's not doing. Look, we've come to the point. It's not doing anybody a favor in that regard. And so I am. I. I'm frustrated and I'm on the outside looking in. So I can't imagine what the Ravens organization is feeling because I've seen Ronnie Stanley since he's gotten that contract two times the week after. And when he got hurt, obviously not no fault of his own, but whatever. And then the week, the week one against the Raiders when he re you know, he re-injured the mm -hmm. injury. So this is not an investment at this point. It's become a liability. And, yeah. and, and I've, I've said this since, We've talked about this since we started this podcast, quite frankly, Cordell. I have said he ain't rushing to come back because he has no need to. He has no need to rush to come back because he got his money. Mm -hmm. And he's basically proving my point. <laughs> you know what At I this mean? point, this he, he is. And like like you said, you know, that's the only that's the only perk for not putting him on the pup is that he could still practice. So if he plays this week, then okay, cool. I understand it. Because if he, assuming he was on pup, he wouldn't even be able to start practicing until this week. And if that's the case, God only knows when we would see him because yep. he would have the 21, he would have the three day, the three weeks um to go out there and practice. And it's like, okay, if he's not able to get on the field in that time, he's gonna have to go on IR. So at least this not putting him on pup opens the door for him to kind of return whenever this yeah. season yeah um so that's that that's the one good thing but yeah it's like like i said it's, it's now and never for me i'm i'm just kind of and i thought daniel followed like i'm kind of going to double down on that after re-watching it uh again i thought Falele played decently on it sunday did. He DC. did. Or a guy uh, that's never yeah. played it before. So look, that's a silver lining. I mean, right. hey, take it. Take it. it, is. Take it, it is. Full left tackle, and he actually did a pretty good job. Yeah. And I'm not saying he had a clean sheet because he didn't, specifically on the fourth and goal play. He and Morgan Moses were both beat on that play, which is, you know, why Lamar had to backpedal almost 20 yards before yep. he was able to throw the ball. But I thought he played decently all things considered especially his one-on-one -on -one reps against Von Miller were actually pretty good he's a this is a strong guy in five he is. Uh, he is. and I think you can see the difference in him once he starts to build that confidence up he he definitely played better as the game went on um but even still you need Ronnie Stanley out there you want your all pro at that left tackle spot and like I said I, I think it's gotta be this week other than that, two and two. I, yeah, I'm. 
I think it's, you know, it's solace in that. Look, you, the, the two losses have come to two teams that are viewed as one of the better teams in the AFC right yeah. now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, um, and and, those, and look, we didn't even we in terms of silver line and though before we go to our next segment, we didn't even talk about the defense. I, I really, you and I have both said we didn't think that this defense was as bad as the paper mm-hmm. said it is. I think that there's a lot of things that you know come into play. Youth, um, new to co- new coordinator. Mm-hmm. And that that leads to things like miscommunication and and, and busted coverages and things. But I, I thought last week they played really really well against the Bills. And everybody wants to keep saying, "Well, they gave up twenty unanswered points." Yeah, that's because the other team, the other side, didn't score. Right. <laughs> that's what unanswered means. It means that the offense did not score points, and then that happened, right? So. You know, I, I look, they held Stefan Diggs to zero touchdowns. They held um, Josh Allen to a QBR under 70. And so, listen, yes, we talked about the linebacker position. We talked about how weak it is and how they need to fix it. However, I thought that they did well in the terms of a pass rush. I thought that they, and, and you know, they got pressure on Josh Allen. They didn't, like, keep him comfortable. The problem is that he's he's like a bowling ball at running yeah. back, right? And he can get out of the pocket and he can move around. But he was not like just sitting back there all day on Sunday. And I thought that the secondary did what they were supposed to do. Because if you can take out their best player, then, you know, that then you did your job. And mm-hmm. so I believe that they'll continue to get better. They'll continue to trend up. Um, you, you'll eventually hopefully get Justin Houston back. JPP will get better reps, more reps, not better, but more. And hopefully that this defense, you know, we finally saw a little splash from away. Finally, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Hopefully they can grow from that. So to me, that was the silver lining of what I saw Sunday. They, to me, they trended up every week. And yeah, you hope I, that this is something that continues. I agree. The defense definitely did as good of a job as you could ask for possibly yeah. i mean outside of that last drive you'd like to get a stop when you know the game is on the line you know it's nice to not let them walk up the field but yeah. other than that i thought they were they were pretty good it's just the one thing that worries me is can they get a stop without forcing a turnover because you know when they were able to force turnovers they look good yeah. and but you get to the second half the Bills scored on every possession outside of the one drive where Oway gets the sack on third down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one thing that worries me is like, okay, forcing turnovers, that's great. Always yeah. great. But can you get stops throughout the game even when you're not forcing turnovers? Can you get more than just two guys a game to get pressure? Patrick Queen, everybody has their knocks on Patrick Queen, and I get it. Patrick Queen is dropping interceptions. He's not making the plays that are there for him to make. Um, But everybody's saying bench him, and it's like, who are you going to bench him for? You you look at the quarterback hits this year. Patrick Queen has been their most consistent guy as far as getting pressure on the quarterback. They can't afford to sit a guy like that right now because who else are you getting that type of consistent pressure from? 
Um, he leads the team in quarterback hits, and I think it's not even close right now. And that's just off the top of my head, but I don't I don't think it's close. Uh, and I just think that right now you're talking about a guy that man, he 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 has to make the plays that are in front of him. No doubt yes. about it. Um, he's got to tackle better. Yep. He ain't, I mean, Josh Bynes looks slow, very slow. No, so Josh like, Bonds has been in the league for yeah. over a decade. He I, was on I, the Super Bowl right. team. I, I'm hip. I'm hip. So there's that. that. I mean, you know, like, what do we – listen, you need you need to do something in the linebacking yeah. court. I, I love Josh Bonds. I think that he – he, what he does is filling. Right. Um, But they need more yeah. from that core group of guys. They need more consistency. They need more speed. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's it's – listen, it ain't working. It ain't, that's why when Roquan Smith was somebody he wanted to trade, everybody was like, hey, do we have any money? Do we have any draft picks? Because we need a guy. Oh, like- I mean, and honestly, I've I watched these games and I'm like, man, I watch, I'm watching the Monday night football game and I'm watching Bobby Wagner go out there and blow plays. I don't even up. want to talk about Bobby Wagner because I mean, guess what? Guess what, Cordell? He wasn't coming here anyway. He I ain't saying he was. I, I'm, 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 more so, I'm more so talking about just the difference maker. Oh, I said, okay. Got it. Because I was going to say he wasn't coming here. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, when it comes down to money, that's usually going to be uh, 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 the – well, route for people to be to fair, though, he's an L.A. Home. native. So, I mean, he really just was using it to try to go back home, which I can't never be mad at him. Somebody right. wants to go home. That's what's going to happen. Right. But yeah. I get your point. He look, he, look, he's even tackling naked right. streakers right. out there like, like hitting them hard. Every, everybody was getting it. And I, I just feel like <laughs> the Ravens need they need a difference maker on that second level right now. No. They don't have that. And you mentioned Roquan Smith. I think Roquan Smith will be great. At that position, but again, it's going to come down to the money, and that's the whole reason he wants out of you know, part of I think a big reason why he wants out of Chicago, not the only reason, uh, for sure, because the Bears stink. But I I think it's as far as like him and why he wouldn't be in Baltimore, it's not because he couldn't fit in his defense, it's simply because financial reasons. Um, but at some point, they've got to do something. I mean, and I get it, I had people calling into my show to asking why haven't they addressed a bunch of issues that they have on defense through the draft and stuff. And my response is they've tried. (laughs) They drafted Oway in the first round. They drafted Patrick Queen in the first round. They drafted Kyle Hamilton in the first round. They drafted Pepe Williams, Jalen Armour Davis, Travis Jones. They have tried. It's just the fact that most of these picks have not panned out to be what everybody wanted them to be. And when you whiff, and whiff and whiff, it it comes back to bite you at yep. some point. And I think right now they have a roster full of guys who are who who are still riding the the wave of potential and not results. Yep. Um, and it's killing them. I think it's killing them. And you see it when they go up against teams like Buffalo, when they go up against teams like the Dolphins, mm-hmm. who have these playmakers on both sides of the ball. And I just don't think that the Ravens have it, uh, that they can kind of keep up with a lot of these teams at a talent level perspective. I think the Ravens have top heavy talent. When you look at guys like Lamar and Mark Andrews Mm -hmm. and, you know, Peters and Humphrey and Williams, but it's that second tier. Their second tier talent does not 
level out with everybody else's, the elite teams, their second-tier talent. I just feel like it's better. And you see it when you watch them play teams like they played on Sunday. They can't hang because they can't make those difference-making plays throughout the course of the game that other teams are making. I completely agree with that. Well, this was supposed to be about silver linings. We still talking about that. I tried. I tried. <laughs> hey, man, we tried. We did the best that we could, man. Look, <laughs> the Ravens just got to do better. And that's really what it boils down to. They, they, even in all their flaws, even with all, all these situations that they lack, they, they're still too much of a talented team to be going through what they're going through. So we just expect better. And that's just what it is. <laughs> and that's, we tried. We did the best. Two and two is still better than one and three. I Absolutely. Mean, two, no doubt. You're tired right. for first in the division. You got a, a division game coming up this weekend. Yep. I mean, you could be in a worse spot. Absolutely. 110%.